there are so many things going on in our world today that has fueled fears in us. You know, all you need to do is to watch maybe the news for a few minutes and you are gripping, gripping with a lot of fear. Y'all welcome once again to church this morning. We thank God for this day that He has made that we will rejoice and be glad over this day. I just want to use this opportunity once again to thank Pastor John and the leadership of this amazing ministry to give me this opportunity to share fellowship. I don't take it lightly at all and I'm so blessed even for the opportunity that has been given to us for us even to meet during the afternoon session. And anytime I get opportunity, I just want to say thank you again. Amen. This morning we are going to look at something that I believe the Lord laid on my heart uh, when Pastor John gave me this opportunity and gave me the directions. I was meditating upon the Lord and asking God that, you know, what should I say? Where should I go? What should I do? And I believe that the Lord led me to what is going to be shared this morning. That we should do not what? Fear. Just as Jesus said, only believe. Do not fear. Only believe. There are so many things going on in our world today that has well fears in us. You know, all you need to do is to watch maybe the news for a few minutes, and you are gripping, gripping with a lot of fear, and it's going along everywhere. Schools are about to open. And you ask yourself, like, people are so afraid. What is going to happen to our kids? What is going on? There are, you know, a lot of speculations. Even with the marks that we are wearing, some people are saying it's, 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 it's of no use. And they're scientifically proven here and there. So, when you hear things like that, fear grips you. You don't know what to do. Whenever you move, you, you, are, you are kind of you know, afraid. And it is okay to be, you know, to, to, to have that kind of fear because that is what is happening. So sometimes, naturally, you, you are kind of afraid. And the same thing happened, as an example, in the Bible, when we refer to the experience of Cyrus. This story, as we read from Mark chapter 5, starting from um, 21, and uh, I just want to read parts of it. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. Jesus raises a girl from the dead and heals a bleeding woman. But for today's sermons, we will focus more on the healing of the girl. And I read from the uh, King James Version of the Bible. And when Jesus was passed over again by sheep unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was now unto the sea. 
And behold, there comes one of the rulers of the synagogue, Zarius by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besotted him greatly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. No. One of the devastating things that ever happens to parents is for them to bury their children. No one ever wants that to happen. And um, I actually connect with Zarius. He was pleading with Jesus, telling him that, you know what? My daughter is at the point of death. Please come. Please come. I believe in you. I believe that if you come and you only lay your hands on her, there will be healing. I have that belief. Based on everything that has happened, I know. I believe. And he, 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 he just pleaded with Jesus. Just as some of sometimes we go through certain challenges and um, we go on our knees in prayer. We plead with Jesus. We pray to him. We ask him, Daddy, this concerning this sickness, concerning this sickness, heal me. Your word says that by your stripes we are healed. Heal me, heal me of this pain. Take it away. Do something about this situation. We plead with Jesus. We plead with the Lord. We pray every day. Asking God to come through for us. And Cyrus did the same thing. There are so many things going on. We are pleading with Jesus. Even as I'm going to work, what is going to happen? Even as I'm going to this family gathering, what is going to happen? We are, we are so much afraid that something bad will happen. And it happens also in the, in the example, as an example to all of us in the Bible. Zarius pleaded. Anytime we have problems, it is the right thing to plead, to go to the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. And the Bible continues to say that, and um, Jesus went with him. Jesus went with him. So, to me, we, he, he sorted Lord, the Lord in prayer. He went to Jesus. He asked. And Jesus said, you know what? I will do that. Because I, I understand your pain. I can connect to you. I'm going to go with you. Hallelujah. So somehow, you, you can look at it in this way that you pray concerning that situation. And the prayer was answered. However, it needs to be what made manifest. The prayer was really answered. God heard your prayer. Because the Bible says that even before we ask, He knows us. And He will always want answer. Anytime we pray, we should believe that we have received whatever we've prayed for or we asked for. However, we can see that from the prayer being answered to its manifestation, there was a time lapse. And that time lapse, I call it a time of incubation. You know, something happens. That's why we all believe that you no know, child are being born at the time of conception, not at the time of delivery. Incubation period. 
there's a time that it needs to be created for it to be made manifest. And during that time, a lot of things could happen. Hallelujah. And those times, those are the critical times that we want to look at even today. The story about healing of the, um, the woman with the issue of blood, I believe is a very popular scripture, a very popular story. Uh, for the sake of time, I'd like to just maybe just run through that and we'll go all the way to, to the second part of the story about raising the child from the dead. So just listen here. So before Jesus could reach to that destination to minister to that child, there was a time lapse and there was something spectacular happened. There was this lady with an issue of blood that touched Jesus and immediately she got a healing. You know? Sometimes when we ask Jesus, we, we go to the Lord in prayer, we, we, we seek his face, you know, we, we may not get our answers right away. But we will see a brother, a sister, a neighbor, you know, they will pray and right there they, are, they, are, they get their results. And, and, and we go to God and we ask them, Daddy, why? How come that, you know, I, I've been asking you for this for such a long time and, and it is not happening. But this brother, this sister, you know, it just happened. I was just sharing, somebody was sharing something with me and uh, it actually hit my heart. You know, it, it, this, this, this family, this lady has been expecting God to, to, to give birth after about 10 years of marriage and it has been tough. We believe in God and we keep believing God. So he's, she says something. She said, no, Pastor Sam, how come I've been praying about this for such a long time? But people even, they don't even want the babies, but they get them. They don't even want it, but they just get it. Why? And, and that, is, that is a question that can be, you know, very, very challenging. Why, why, how come it's happening to me? That there are people who really don't need certain things, but they get it anyway. But I've been praying, but I still don't get it. So that is like an example of what Zairus had. His daughter was at the point of death. Jesus was going to heal her. But on the way, somebody received a healing instantly. Instantly, right there. And it was very tough for this man, Cyrus. So, to add more things, I would say to add injuries to insults and all that, a message came that, you know what, don't even bother the, the man of God. It's all over. It's all done. Your child is dead. So don't even bother. So it's, it was going from, you know, from bad to worse. Sometimes it happens to us. You know, the very time you are praying about something, the thing actually escalates and becomes worse. And we tend to lose hope. We tend to, you know what? It's all done. It's dead. You know, she's dead. She's gone. There's no more hope. But I'm here to announce to you that just as Jesus said, even in that situation, 
do not be afraid. Do not fear. Just believe. Hallelujah. Even in the midst of that, you know, that situation, in the midst of it, that environment that looks hopeless, the word of God is telling us that we shouldn't be afraid. Why? Because he is with us. We prayed about it. We asked him about it. He said he has answered according to his word. Just believe that is going to happen. I don't know the situation that you find yourself in, but it could be that sometimes in this, there are statistics showing a lot of marriages going underwater, a lot of people not even marrying, businesses uh, you know, being attacked, especially with this COVID situation. You know, jobs all over, it's tough everywhere. And sometimes you, you, you ask yourself, you know, what fear is keeping us? We don't know what to do. We, we are afraid that something bad is happening and it's going to happen. The Lord is telling us that we shouldn't be afraid. We should only what? Believe in the word of God. As long as we believe in God's word, the Bible tells us that he will not put us to shame as long as we trust him and we believe him. Why should we not be afraid because God said he's with us. He is with us. And because of that, we shouldn't be afraid. As because he's with us, we shouldn't be what? Afraid. In the book of Joshua, just for us to um, know certain things and to support what we are saying, that we shouldn't be afraid. Joshua chapter 1 Verse 9 tells us that the Lord told Joshua that be strong and be courageous. It starts from 8 saying that this book of the Lord shall not depart out of the world, but you shall meditate upon it day in and day out. And you shall what? Make your way prosperous and have good sources. And he says that be strong. I have have I not commanded thee? Be strong. And of a good courage. Be not what? Afraid. Neither be thou be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with you. Wherever thou goest. Brethren, in the midst of these challenges, we have to constantly assure ourselves that the Lord is with me. It's so comforting to know that when you are going through the difficult challenge. And you know that God is with you. David went through similar challenges and he said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because I know that the Lord is with me. Let us always remind ourselves that the Lord is with you. Whether it be in a sickness, whether it be in a job situation, whether it be in a challenge, Continue to remind them that I am not in this alone. Tell yourself, speak to yourself, I am not in this alone. Why? Because the Lord is with me. And because He is with me, I know He's able to work everything out for my good. And it's going to turn out well. Sometimes you'll be by yourself in the closet, nobody is there. Just begin to speak to yourself. Because the Lord is with me, I'll go through this challenge. 
experience, sometimes you, you go through challenges with um, our kids where they, they tend to you know, connect with certain kind of um, company that is not good. And we know that it doesn't matter whatever investment that you've done or made in your kids, bad company will always want corrupt good manners. And then for years, what have you have invested, you will see that you know what? The way this person is going, the way this child is going, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that it won't end well. And you pray to God. You pray to God. The Lord has answered that prayer. And just know that it is going to turn out well. Everything will work well. Hallelujah. The, the book of Psalm, Psalm chapter 18, verse 6, tells us that we shouldn't be afraid because the Lord is actually with us. The Lord is on our side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord is on our side. When you have that assurance that the Lord is on your side, the Lord is in your corner, it will help you not to be afraid. I don't know what you are going through, but I'm here to announce to you that whatever it is, God is on your side. He is with you. And for that reason, don't be afraid. Don't think that, oh, I'm old, especially maybe if you're a young person and um, the age is, you know, that when am I going to get connected to the right person here and there? And sometimes you get worried. You will get worried and so many things, anxiety. And the Bible tells us that we shouldn't be anxious about anything, but in all things, with prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, we will make our request known unto the Lord. And the peace of God, that transcends human understanding, it will reign in our hearts and in our minds. But it happens to us. We become so anxious because everything is being done well for others and not us. Hallelujah. And uh, we need to know that the Lord is still with us. And for that reason, we shouldn't be afraid. In Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, it says, that, Fear not, for I am with thee. Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am the God. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. I will uphold thee with my right hand of my righteousness. These are assured words telling us that we shouldn't, we shouldn't be afraid. Why? Because the Lord is with us. Jesus was with Zarius. But when the news came that the child is dead, he knew it was obvious that he was afraid and he has given up. And Jesus told him, do not be afraid because I am with you. I am in your corner. I will not leave you or forsake you. I am part of this problem and I'm going to be part of this solution. Praise the Lord. So we want to continue with this. I'm going to skip the part for the bleeding of the, uh, the healing of the bleeding woman and um, in verse 34 verse 34 the Bible says that 
And he said unto her daughter, Thy faith has made thee whole, go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. Verse 35. Whilst he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Thy trouble, why trouble thy the master in it? Further, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogues, Be not afraid, only believe. As soon as he heard it, he said, Do be not afraid, only believe. Why? Because in the midst of that challenge, you need to believe that God is still able to do it. You need to believe that He is still able to turn things around. I like this scripture in the Bible in Romans. The Bible says that even though Abraham was advanced in age, he was so advanced in age, but yesterday he believed. You know, he did not. He did not stagger in his faith. He believed that whatever the Lord has said he would do, he has got what it takes to bring it to pass. So even though he was advanced, he still believed that God is able to do it. We prayed about so many things. Prayer, your prayer might not be answered yet. But I'm here to announce to you that keep believing. Keep trusting. Keep holding on unto the Lord. Do not give up. Jesus told Zarius, be not afraid that it is over. It is not over yet until I say it is over. And that is what the Lord Jesus told us. To his disciples, be not afraid. And people were just mocking at him. It's like, oh, what are you talking about? It's a done deal. It is completed. It is over. But he said, it's not what? Over it. Until I say it's over. Verse 10 says that, and um, he suffered no man to follow him. And and saved Peter and, and James and John. And that this example is so typical. Sometimes when you are in the, that challenging situations, there are certain people who are so negative. Instead of them to tell you that, you know what, God is still able to do it, they will tell you that, you know what, this one is over. Separate yourself from such people. And in those crises, hallelujah. Sometimes you are going through certain, certain challenges and um, you need to be encouraged. You don't need that, those discouragements. So anyone that will say certain things that would tend to discourage you, you have to learn to close your mind to that so that you can focus on the Lord and, and feed from 
what the word of God says. Because you need to build up that faith. That, that is not the time for, for, for you to be around people who tend to you know, deepen your pain. It will not help us. We rather have to surround ourselves with the right kind of people that will build up our faith and go through the challenge that we are going through. So Jesus separated himself and just took just you know, the core people to deal with the situation. Even when they were, he was entering, people were still laughing. It's like, oh, what are you going to do? The person is dead. It's a done deal. There is nothing else that he can do. But all things are possible to them that believe. And 47 says that, and he took the damsel. Okay, no, 39. He said that, and when he was come in, he said unto them, Why die? Why make thee unto you? He and wept the damsel. Is not dead, but asleep. Forty-one, and he said, and he said to the damsel, and he he took the damsel by the hand, and said unto her, Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Arise. And she arose. The Lord is able to bring life to every dead situation that we find ourselves. And we shouldn't be afraid because He's with us. He is greater than your problems. The Lord is greater than all our problems. It doesn't matter how big or how wide it might be. But He is greater than all our problems. 1 John chapter 4 verse 4 says that they are of God little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than that he that is in the world. We are overcomers. As children of God, we have to see ourselves that our God is faithful. He will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. And any time that we are tempted or we go through certain challenges, He will always make a way of escape. I've gone through a lot of challenges. And any time that I see a problem, one thing that I ask the Lord, Father, the way says that you always make a way of escape. So in this situation, what is the way of escape? How do I do it? How do I go about it? Show me what to do. Lead me. Guide me. Because when you are leading, you don't lead us into turbulent waters. You lead us into still waters. The Lord has given us that authority. He says that we, have, we are overcomers. See yourself as an overcomer. See yourself that that challenge that you have been confronted, you are able to overcome it. Why? Because he is in our God. You will overcome it. Because you are overcome. You are a winner. You are born winner. Because 
you have a relationship with Christ, and Christ is in your corner. You will definitely overcome. That family challenge, you will definitely overcome. That sickness, you will definitely overcome. That children that, you know, that child that is trying to be, you know, very stubborn, you will definitely what? Overcome. Why? Because Jesus is in our corner and is with us. He will see us through. Hallelujah. In Luke, Luke chapter 10, verse 19, he said that the Lord has given us power. The Lord has given us power. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. We have been empowered to win. We have been empowered to tread upon serpents, over scorpions, over over things that 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 will tend to you know hurt us, over people who, who have made up their mind that you know what I am going to be against you no matter what you do, over certain bosses that you know it, it doesn't matter what you do you go for your assessment and it's like you put in a lot. But they say, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. They, they are, they, there's always, you know, people who set themselves aside just to, to stand against you. And it is not them. It is the, what is working through them. And you know that. But the Lord tells us that we are what? Overcomers. He has been given power to tread upon the serpents, upon the scorpions. And they will by no means what? Hate us. In Psalm chapter 27, verse 1, you know, the Bible says that the Lord is my light, light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When we take God's word just as it is and know that, you know what? He is our strength. When we are weak, his strength will be made perfect in us. There are times that we feel so weak. We feel that, you know, we want to give up. Like Cyrus. Jesus told him, don't be afraid. Continue to believe. Continue to hold on unto what brought you even to me. And you will not be disappointed. And to crown it all, the Bible tells us that Jesus brought back the dead daughter back to life. May the Lord bring back to life any dead situation in your life, any dead dreams, any dead aspirations, anything that is dying in you, may God bring life back to it. As we hold on unto His Word, knowing that He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever think or imagine. As, as, as we hold on unto him, he's able to change our stories. He's able to turn situations around. He's able to heal us of all our diseases. All we need to do is continue to believe in him. Continue to hold on unto him. Continue to know that even though certain things may tarry, it may linger. It is for an appointed time. And in his own time, he makes things so beautiful. I'm here to encourage somebody that, you know what? Hold on unto the Lord. 
It doesn't matter what you are going through today. It doesn't matter what is being presented to you today. Our God is able to lift up a standard against every flag in our lives. Our God is able to make a way where there seems to be no way. Our God is able to cause all things to work together for us. Let us hold on unto him. Let us make sure that we believe in him. In these times of um, crisis and here and there, I'm here to encourage us that let's continue to hold on unto him. Let's continue to hold on unto his word. Let's not give up. But as long as we believe and we hold on unto him, he will not put us to shame. Because his word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is the same here in the United States, and it's the same across the world, entire world. And he's able to do it. So let's hold on unto him. Let's hold tight unto him. Let's believe him, knowing that he's able to do it. He's able to do it. There is a very popular song. Um, might not be popular here, but it just bubbling out that he is able. Lord is able to accomplish what concerns me today. He is able, more, more than able to do much more than. I can be easy. Oh, I think you want to help me there. More <laughs> than able to do much more than I could ever dream. Is able more than able to make me what he wants. The Lord is indeed able. And I just want you to know that it doesn't matter what you are going through, he's able to do it. Shall we bow down our heads for a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are more than able to accomplish what concerns us today. We thank you, O oh God, that as long as we cry out unto you, you hear us, and you always come through to our aid. Even as your word has come, Father, it is my prayer that we renew our commitments even to you. Where we are weak, let your strength be made perfect. We pray, O oh God, that we will be able to hold on unto your word, knowing that it doesn't matter what we are going through, you are able to lift up a standard against the floods in our lives. I see you lifting up those standards in those families, in those marriages, in those businesses, in, 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 in that sickness, Lord, because you have made us overcomers. You are with us and we will not be afraid. You are our light and you will direct us onto still waters. We thank you. Let your word be part and parcel of our lives. And from this day, Lord, we renew our trust and our hope in you. In Jesus' name, amen.